The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, August 14, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com I'm Bob, how you doing? What's happening? Hello, Bob Hi, coming up on today's show Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today Paul Manafort's lawyers have rested their case without presenting a defense, which could mean a pardon has been offered. I'm not sure we're going to get into it with Buzz here in just a second. Trump called Omarosa a dog. That's always smart. While revealing he asked his staffers to sign NDAs. And I knew that. I knew it. I've been predicting that for a long time about the NDAs. We'll get into that, too. Sasha Baron Cohen continues to entrap idiot Trumpers. And the latest one is a doozy. And it sounds great on the podcast. It'll sound really, really funny. Trust me. Stick around. Oh, and uh, if the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to Bubble Genius and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll. This is a real thing. You can actually buy this. Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time. So get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Great cause. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off, 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing. I better call Saul! I was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. (laughs) I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Better call Saul. Bob Seska. Ain't shit, Paul. The Bob Seska Show. It's back. Better Call Saul is back, and I love every second of it. It is the uh, Trump Crisis Day 572, 83 days until the 2018 midterms. 83 days. Get your ass in gear. Get registered. Get all your friends registered. Get ready to go, because this could possibly be the end of American democracy, according to Malcolm Nance, shouting McShoutface. Right here on this show, he did that. He predicted that. Oh, hey, look, right over there. It's TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Good to see you again. Good to see I, you. I agree with you totally. Um, that the uh, the Better Call Saul is uh, one of my favorite shows, and I was yes, really excited yes. that it came back. I have only seen the first episode of this new season. I have not seen the one that aired last night, so no spoilers. No. But uh, it, it, the first uh, episode, as much as I anticipated it, left me feeling a little depressed. Oh, so I, really? I, I hope I I hope it picks up some in the uh in the second episode of this new season. But I, yeah, it's a great, great show. I think I know what happens at the first I haven't seen the first episode yet. I haven't seen any of it yet. So I'm dying to dig in and I think I know what happens in that first episode. I I've got a <laughs> sense of what might be happening. Mainly because I follow Michael McKeon on Twitter. So, <laughs> so Oh, oh think, okay. Well that's cheating. I know wasn't I know. it you who suggested that he uh get an Emmy or 
at least an Emmy nomination for his role on this show. Oh, God, yeah. You? Yeah. Because if it was you, no matter who said it, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, an amazing performance. Very sad ending for the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, things happen. Life goes on, I guess, for, yeah. for everybody else. <laughs> We're not saying anything. We're not spo- I'm not telling you anything that's about to happen on that first yes. episode if you haven't seen it yet. Please. We're just leaving it at Michael McKeon and is, is, deserves all the Emmys as far as I'm concerned for that <laughs> for that character. Chuck oh, McGill. Oh, and before we get started today, yeah. uh, I wanted you to know that that printed transcript you gave me of last week's show, <laughs> uh, I, I tore it into little pieces and chewed them up and swallowed them. So that they wouldn't go into our official record. Yeah, you too. I, I tend to, you know, and it's always awkward when people walk in and I'm eating official records. You know, I'm actually know, putting paper a, in my mouth. It can be so embarrassing when it turns up in a tell-all book later. I know, and I hope there's not any tapes. There better not be any tapes of me eating any official records of the show. Oh, Lord, my God. you know there are tapes. Yeah, okay, well, I guess that brings us to Omarosa. Uh, uh, at, at as one, much as we dread it. I, know, I, I knew at some point. God damn it. God damn it. I knew at some point we'd end up having to talk about Omarosa, who the only reason she's she was an, a White House staffer in the first place is because she was on Trump's TV show. Right. And right. Uh, how many times was she fired from Trump's TV show? She was fired, I don't know, like four times or I don't know how I, many times she got fired. But I didn't I didn't follow the show. I, I did not either. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I know that Meatloaf was on it. I know that Gary <laughs> yes. Busey was on it. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, you know, we used to play this great clip. Uh, it was long before Donald Trump was such a menace to uh, the rest of the world. But right. at, at that point in time, he was just the host of The Apprentice. And it was right around the 2012 election. Was, the 2012 election was just wrapping up up the republicans were still getting their field together uh-huh. and uh during one of the apprentice shows it was the celebrity apprentice which you always have to distinguish right. between those two Dude. uh donald trump said well you know lots of people are talking about th- that i should run for president and then he turns to meatloaf and goes meatloaf should i run for president and then meatloaf <laughs> meatloaf responds this way absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Absolute big, big shit-eating grin on his face. Meatloaf, should I run for president? Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Meatloaf. You're gonna thank have you, to have a long talk with Meatloaf. Yeah, we can trace it all back. I mean, everything awful that's happening right now can be traced right back to goddamn Meatloaf. It's his fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> all right. Well, so that uh, that leaves us with Omarosa. Uh, the, you know the latest tape that I think it came out yesterday or today. You know, okay. honest, honest to God, I'm only vaguely following the Omarosa story. Uh, right? Yeah. So I don't know when the new tape came out. I think it was today. It's Omarosa, Katrina Pearson, and Jason Miller's assistant Lynn Patton, and they were all talking about a tape of Trump in which he allegedly says the N word. So it's a tape about a tape. That's the latest tape from Omarosa. <laughs> And as far as I'm concerned, you know, God damn it, release all the tapes. Just do it. Stop this drip, drip, drip. The national emergency demands that we hear well, now, these tapes to, now, right? To whom, to whom are you speaking and to which tapes specifically do you refer? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to Omarosa, who is a loyal supporter okay. of this show. She's a yeah. Patreon subscriber. I have no idea. <laughs> Just saying, if she is listening to the show, we need to hear all the tapes, damn it. Yeah, well, and the, the tapes I think most of us are interested in hearing are the ones that are in 
possession of executive producer Mark Burnett, who seems to yeah. be a, a very a faithful, loyal servant of Donald Trump in, in keeping all that stuff quiet because he's the one who really has all the tapes that uh, behind the scenes at the, at the TV show <laughs> right. that would uh, reveal much about uh, Trump's personality that perhaps we already know. I think it was uh, Stephen Colbert last night said uh, something about uh, Omarosa's out with a shocking new tell-all book that tells us things we already know. I know, and, I know. And, and, and that's pretty much true. And I, I read a piece in the New York Times that I agree with wholeheartedly, and I'm going to run with this with this opinion, and that is, uh, or, or fact or analysis, however you want to uh, characterize it, uh, that uh, the fact that Omarosa wrote this book is not news. And there's nothing in that book that is news. Right. What's news is uh, a reminder of the sloppy security inside this White House, yeah, uh, and and uh, and and there's more, but that's that's really the, the the main thing that that's come out of this. So again, like so many other stories in the news right now, it's helpful uh, to give some thought to which parts of the story you pay the most attention to, mm-hmm. uh, prioritize those things, and decide which things are the most pressing problems. Well, I mean, we know already based on Trump's reaction to Omarosa is that he hires whoever just hires people who he knows and who might be attractive inside his White House. And then he's just as soon as they black. Right. Let's face it. I think he he needed and and felt he should have or someone did a minority face in an otherwise very, 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 very white administration. Yeah. I mean, so everything he's saying about Omarosa now is is completely negated by the fact that he he hired her to work at the White House for a full goddamn year. And yeah. praised her. Praised her. And kept her on against the advice of John Kelly for a, a while. Yeah. Um, this is all so very bizarre. And then he tweets today, for example, when you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her mm. a job at the White House, mm. I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog um yeah i mean as far as the well geez i mean where do you begin with something like this she well first of all he called called omarosa a black woman called black woman a dog which you know do we need more proof of trump's racism i don't think we do but there it is anyway uh plus you know again she worked at the white house for a year buzz and yet he's calling her a crazed crying lowlife right Uh, and and he praised her as well so this is another case and you can uh, say the same about michael cohen or a lot of other people in which case although i do believe strongly that trump is a racist as are many of his supporters if if not the vast majority of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, sure, sure. But you well, were- I, I'm, I'm trying to cover myself here. I, I always like what Bill Maher said a couple of years ago, and yeah. that is uh, not all Republicans are racist, but all racists are Republicans. Yeah, and, and exactly. I, 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 I tend to... I tend to find that to be mostly true. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I tried to bring that up on Thursday's show, and I completely reversed it. I totally screwed that up as far as w- <laughs> where the racists are. So, so yeah, I'm glad you brought it go, up again. Yeah, if you're not careful, then I had to give it some thought. Yeah. You can go horribly wrong with that. So <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm glad that worked out okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and the other big story here, I think, the other thing to pay attention to, again, not so much the individual recordings, because 
even those recordings, as uh, salacious as they are, have not yet and probably won't tell us anything we don't already know no. about Donald Trump. Uh, no. The news here is uh, the the lack of security at this White House, the, the casual – I mean, you've talked about the unsecured phone that Trump uses. Yeah. Uh, we've talked – it's been in the news a lot, the number of unauthorized people who've been given access to uh, classified information in this White House. They just don't care. No, they, they don't. Uh, Trump laughs at, at security. And yeah. so to be calling her out for violating security – and by the way, there's no sign she broke any laws here no. in, in doing any of this. Certainly it, not. It, it ain't cool, man, but but it isn't <laughs> it isn't it isn't illegal either. And yeah. uh, so the other big story here, aside from uh, the first, is the the non-disclosure agreements, which yeah. uh, you, as you said in the opening, uh, something you predicted. Uh, it has been written about before. And it's interesting because today, just before the show, uh, the Trump campaign, and I'm going to need more detail on this, but the Trump campaign uh, went to arbitration, appealed to arbitration, uh, challenging uh, Omarosa's uh, public statements. Right. And, And they took it to arbitration. Because they know that this non you know, for violating the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement, yeah. they took it to arbitration because their argument won't hold up in a real courtroom. Yeah, and yeah. The purpose, purpose of an arbiter is to decide what's fair within the law. Mm-hmm. The purpose of an arbiter is not to decide the law or yeah. enforce it. Well, this goes back to when we first saw uh, members of Trump, or Trump's appointed heads of the intelligence community testifying before Congress. And I believe right. it was the House Intelligence Committee. I could be wrong on that. But they each individually declined to answer certain questions, not mm-hmm. based on executive mm-hmm. privilege. They, right. In fact, they refused to explain the grounds upon which they were refusing to answer. So right. not only did they refuse to answer, but then they wouldn't explain why they refused I'm, to answer. I'm, I'm not telling you, and I'm not telling you why I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that led to all kinds of rampant uh, speculation about, well, is this a, an executive privilege situation? Has Trump exerted that? Or is he going to do a retroactive exertion of executive privilege? I can't privilege speak for the president, Mr. Seska. Yeah, who, know, who the hell knows? But the, the fact is that from that point, I was like, you know what, this this sounds like an NDA situation. This sounds uh-huh. like what Trump always does with his people, which is gets them to sign NDAs so they won't reveal all of the ugliness that is Donald Trump when the cameras are off. Uh, well, well, I suspect it was the New York Times, and I, I don't know yeah. if it was the Times or the Post that were the first to report many, many months ago that uh, Trump's uh, White House lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, McMahon or whatever his name is. <laughs> McGann. Uh, McGann, thank you. <laughs> and M- McGann and company <laughs> were circulating the these NDAs throughout the staff, and as they would take an unsigned copy to a White House staffer, they would have put it on their desk and say, look, just sign this to make him happy. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it won't hold up in court. Interesting. So people sign these NDAs knowing the truth, knowing the law, that these NDAs will not hold up in court. Government employees can only be prohibited, can only sign these agreements or be compelled to sign these agreements on matters of national security as they concern people who don't have clearance. That's the only that's the only non-disclosure the government employees are allowed to sign. They work for us, not for him. Right. Omarosa worked for us. We don't know what her job was to this day. We don't know what she did or was supposed to have done in the White House. She didn't do anything, so far as anyone can tell. Yeah. But she, we, she was being paid by us, not by Trump. Yeah. And so he can't make her not tell us stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and while 
while it n- might not be legally binding, I mean, that's always the reaction. In fact, that's the right, reaction right. I got from the very beginning when I first put forth this theory right. that there right. are NDAs also not only with, with Trump White House staffers, but also with cabinet secretaries and maybe uh, some secretaries oh, oh, at the yes. sub-department all level. All public servants. All yeah, of them. yeah. And yeah. I think they've all been asked to sign NDAs because they're hearing all of the awfulness behind the scenes. And Trump knows and, this. And, and, most, says, of, and most, most of them did, knowing it couldn't be enforced. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. while while it can't be enforced, though, it might be enough to intimidate them to not answer certain questions like what we saw in, in Congress in those open at, hearings not too long ago. At first, until yeah. Omarosa gets away with it, and right. then that, no, that opens the floodgates, right? Yeah. If Omarosa can't and isn't can't be and isn't uh, punished in some way for violating that NDA, then I would think all of the others would be feel uh, would feel free to speak also. So maybe in that regard, we should be applauding Omarosa. I think, yeah, I think she deserves oh. a song. Let's do a song for Omarosa. Let's not go too far, Bob. <laughs> He met her there in the Oval Office where he pushes a button and he gets a free Diet Cola. <laughs> C-O-L-A Cola. She walked up to him and she turned on her phone and she pressed record saying, this is me, Amarosa. Rocky Mountain Mike. I'm a Amarosa. I'm a Amarosa. Awesome. Trump's not the most intelligent guy, so when he got the job, he said, I want to hire Amarosa. I'm Amarosa. Well, Trump's so dumb that he can't understand why she says, speak loudly into this mic stand. Amarosa. I'm Amarosa. I'm Amarosa. Rosa. All right. The great Rocky Mountain Mike. Awesome. Amen to that. Thank you, He's Mike. He's done it again. Fantastic work, Mike. <laughs> yes. Really. Seriously great stuff. Yeah, no doubt. And you know what Very else? Nice. I mean, here, here's the deal. I, I think this latest tape is a little bit dubious. And I will say this after we've sung the praise, literally sung the praises of Omarosa here. Well, like uh, I said, you know, know. in but, moderation. But the, what they don't mention in this tape, and I'm just being the curious observer here. I'm not uh-huh, trying to uh-huh. defend Trump's honor or anything along those lines. You know that I wouldn't do that. The fact is, though, this conversation between Omarosa, Katrina Pearson, and Lynn Patton on this new tape, they don't ever mention the N-word, as far as I can tell from what I've heard of this tape. And I'm putting those little qualifiers in there because the tape just dropped like, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half before the show. So it's hard to know whether or not there's additional segments of the tape that are still to come out. But they're not really specific about what the hell they're talking. They could be talking about anything. They could be talking about the Access Hollywood tape, for all we know, in this conversation. So... I mean, I'm not doubting that Trump said the N-word and that there is a tape of Trump at some point, probably from The Apprentice, probably in the vault right. of Mark Burnett or maybe right. or maybe Tom Arnold, whoever thought we'd be bring that name into the uh, <laughs> proceedings here. But I mean, they, they could all have tapes of Trump saying the N-word. There could be dozens of tapes out there, but we don't know based on this tape. You know, and again, I just if there's a tape of Trump saying the N-word and Omarosa has that tape. 
just release the goddamn tape. I mean, there's enough of the games. Enough with all of well, this nonsense. As as I understand it, uh, her book is published by Simon and Schuster, which is a division of CBS. Yeah, uh, she has been granting most of her interviews to NBC, where The Apprentice aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, you know, it's uh, uh, there's there's reason to keep an eye on on all of this. Uh, and and what I've heard from her publishers or her publicist is that they plan to release these tapes and other things in drips and drabs to extend interest in an otherwise non-newsworthy book yeah they're 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 gonna try to drag this out uh, and releasing things drip 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 uh to try to extend the shelf life mm-hmm. of her new book the only way anyone's ever gonna believe a word of what's in that book is to mm-hmm. see evidence of it because we all know that amorosa well amorosa is a, a reality show uh, celebrity so she's going to do whatever she needs to do to keep her name in the news that's what i mean the, the all these people are famous for being famous. So what, what do they have to do? They have to keep being famous, which means they have to keep their name in the news. So they're going to be maybe fabricating some things, exaggerating some other things. Again, this isn't in defense of Trump. This is merely to say, let's be careful before we get led down a certain path with someone like Omarosa, who might right. be oh exaggerating a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 that's why I would never hold up to be a hero. Uh, I'm I'm appreciating on the sidelines with a smile what yeah. I'm seeing here, mm-hmm. uh, but again the two big stories are the lack of security and the NDAs. Yeah. Those are those are very important things that concern our democracy, and therefore they are our prime concerns. Uh, if news, I I too will be keeping my eyes open, and if news breaks out of those tapes, uh, then it's news. But right now, uh, to me, it's a publicity. Ploy yeah. to extend the 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 life uh, of this book to right. extend its fifteen minutes. Well, like for example, I wouldn't just willy nilly go around start spreading information from the book. Like for example, Omarosa said that uh, <laughs> that Donald Trump referred to Donald Trump Jr. as a fuck up uh, after the news of the uh, Trump Tower meeting See, came I, out. I find that totally credible. Uh, yeah, it's totally credible, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not doubting for a second. Well, maybe right. I am a little bit because we don't know for sure. But of course, this is the information Trump actually said he is such a fuck up referring to his firstborn child <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he screwed up again this is all yeah. quoted in Amaro's book he screwed no, up I again totally but this time he's screwing us all big mm-hmm. time big yep. time he said it was yep. that maybe indicator right there the big time you know he says big league doesn't he He says or, or is it bigly or big yeah, league? Yeah, nobody nobody knows for sure and that's the fun of it we don't want to ever know <laughs> i don't want to ever know the answer to that question right uh, you know if people want to think it's bigly then it's bigly i you know maybe he was saying big lead maybe you're saying bigly who knows <laughs> let's just leave it like that because that's fun right that's my that's my posture on that yes thank you that's exactly yeah my new posture on that too uh if it's trump calling donald trump jr a fuck up so be it i'll accept yeah, and, that one and, and on that note by the way uh and this was i believe also noted well, i don't remember the new york times or the washington post uh, <laughs> these are the two papers that seem to generate the most news i mean great uh, stories break out of other sources yeah but uh, on a day-to-day basis uh, our diet our, our our connection our lifeline to this story tends to be those two papers and mm-hmm. uh they, they reported within the last week that uh, one of trump's tweets that uh, they focused on one of trump's tweets in which he said uh, there was no collusion 
to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. That is the, that is the first time he's ever used that phrase. It was clearly that tweet unlike the previous one in which he admitted collusion that the purpose of the Trump Tower meeting was to get uh, information on an opponent. <laughs> right. Uh unlike that tweet, this one was clearly consulted by an attorney. First. Yeah. And uh, to the best of my knowledge is a way of saying and uh, of saying, well, there there may have very well have been collusion, but I didn't know anything about it. Now, who does that throw under the bus besides everybody? And who's driving that bus? Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what else? You know what I noticed, too, is that Donald Trump is adding more things to his description of the Mueller investigation. Do you notice that uh, it's it's <laughs> almost like a, it's getting to the point where it's longer than a country music <laughs> song title <laughs> complete with the parentheticals in there too right. where it's right. like oh the 13 angry democrats now 17 because they added a few are now working for this democratic hoax witch hunt no collusion no obstruction and then he adds the parenthetical i was just fighting back so it's it's this entire string just for the context of what he's going to say. So eventually he's going to need an entire Twitter thread just to set the scene for whatever <laughs> insult he has to add after mentioning the and, Mueller investigation. And, and he might need a dictionary because here's what's happening is he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's running out of adverbs and adjectives. That's exactly and, right. And at some point uh, that's going to catch up with him. Uh, he who lives by the adjective dies by the adjective mm -hmm. and, and he may adjective himself to death here and and just flat run out of them and then boom that'll be the end of trump because he ran out of adjectives yeah i mean exactly let grammar take the president down that'll be fucking fantastic and perfect and completely poetic justice nicely ironic yes. yeah yeah exactly so you know i thought it might be a good idea today to recap where we are <laughs> with not the Mueller investigation necessarily but where we are with the russian attack stage two or whatever you want oh. to call the 2018 version of the uh the russian attack against the united states oh so you want to get scary and serious now yeah let's get scary and serious a little bit so i i put together a uh, salon piece it's running there now i think it was at the top of the page for a little bit this morning but now it's it's dropped way down uh but I, in this article, I listed all the things that are happening currently that we know about. Some of them have been thwarted. Other things are still uh, a mystery in terms of why they haven't been stopped or mm -hmm. what the extent is of that prong of the attack. So I, I thought it might be a good exercise to, to recap, to run down for everybody listening in everything that's happening right now to, to the extent of uh, of russia's attack so okay good let's start with uh russian trolls and bots helping to circulate the walk away hashtag that you know have you noticed the walk away uh, hashtag all over no it's not over all over the place anymore because it's completely vanished because they've given up on the right. walk away <laughs> whatever they were calling it a movement or campaign well, or you a, try you fail you try something else. yeah but i mean what we know about that is that it started i guess with a guy in new york and then the Russian bots and trolls all latched onto it and helped up, to yeah. circulate it. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, it went nowhere, trying to trying to disrupt the blue wave and failing at that. Uh, plus, we have this story from Politico where Microsoft helped to weed out a spear phishing attack against several congressional candidates. Uh -huh. uh, Politico said earlier this year, we did discover that a fake Microsoft domain had been established as a uh, landing page for phishing right. attacks, right. said uh, Tom Burt from Microsoft's, uh, 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 he's the vice president for security and trust at the Aspen Security Forum. He also added, and we saw metadata that suggested those phishing attacks were being directed at three candidates who are all standing for election in the midterm mm -hmm. elections. So that's scary as shit. 
One uh, of those was Claire McCaskill. The other two remain uh, unnamed. Yeah, is that is that yeah. what it is? The one is yeah. Claire McCaskill? Okay, yes. right, because that was my very next one, which is Claire right. McCaskill, who told the Daily Beast that she was under attack, but it failed. The attack failed. So right. th- I think that's the common thread that we can pop into many of these stories, that this time some of the attacks are being thwarted. So it's not all terrible, tragic news. Yeah, no, and what I've been reporting is that uh, we have folks who are doing the best with what they've been given, uh, whether it's the FBI or the CIA Mm -hmm. uh, or other counterintelligence agencies are doing what they can to protect this democracy, but without any orders from the president. There's no... The the problem here is not that there aren't people in government who care. There are people who are working on that. There are multiple programs underway. There's a joint program underway at the Pentagon between two agencies there. Uh, People are on this as best they can be, but without a leader and without any coordination. There is, unlike 9-11, when we were being attacked, when we were attacked, uh, there was a response. Uh, there was a coordinated response. There is no coordination to our current response because there is no one no. leading that. There is no, no president and no Congress to lead that. It should be actually Congress, uh, lead it with the president being the inspirational leader, uh, but, but Congress being the enactor of uh, programs or a coordinated effort to combat this attack, and yep. yet we still have no coordinated effort. Right. And it goes on. And Florida, Florida's a whole other story entirely. I mean, this story gets deeper and more fascinating as you go. And I don't know if Florida county election officials were overconfident or if they felt they were being good Republicans by, by uh, being defensive about their systems, but they are ill-prepared, these local mm-hmm. county officials, ill-prepared to defend themselves against a sophisticated Russian cyber attack. That's right. And and this is already apparently underway. Apparently all the the Russians have to do is flip a couple of switches to change all the to remove people from the voter rolls down here and to change election outcomes mm-hmm. in this very crucial swing state. And when uh, Senator Bill Nelson says something like this, you got to take him seriously. He's a United States senator for God's sake. He's not throwing around random conspiracy theories or speaking out of school. This was a serious accusation. He said here told reporters mm-hmm. they have already penetrated certain counties in the state. And they yeah. now have free reign to move about. Free reign to move about is even scarier than the first yes. part. Yes, uh, and it's possible he's referencing reports showing Russians had been able to penetrate election systems in like twenty states, including Florida, back in twenty sixteen. But it's also no. possible that Nelson is privy to new information that yes, uh, he is that we're obliged to take seriously because we have to take every. Even the smallest nuggets of information regarding a Russian attack, we have to take that seriously and weed it out and see if it's legitimate. And if it is legitimate, we have to stop it. And thank God, as you were saying, that there are patriotic people inside the American government, inside the federal government, who have a sense of duty, who have a sense of patriotism, who are doing what they have to do, independent of the commander in chief, to thwart this attack. So at least we know some of it is being stopped. So that's good news. Yes. Yeah. And even among elected officials, I mean, I'm always going to keep my eye on Marco Rubio. He's the Republican senator from Florida. Bill Nelson's the Democratic senator from Florida. Rubio, the Republican, backed up Nelson, the Democrat, on this. Mm -hmm. And why? Because, and and, and Rubio has put out his own warnings, not quite as strongly or as news attracting as as Nelson's. But uh, Rubio also has spoken sharply about uh, this Russian interference. And why are these two opponents? 
opposing party, Florida senators speaking up jointly about this because they were asked to do so mm-hmm. jointly by the heads of the Senate Intelligence Committee, yep. uh, Richard Burr, the Republican, and uh, Mark Warner, the Democrat. Yep. And and so now you've got a Republican and a Democrat at the top in Congress, or at mm-hmm. least at the top of the Intelligence Committee, and then you have uh, two uh, respected senators, uh, you know, also from opposing parties, right? Like two Republicans, two Democrats. This is a bipartisan consensus mm-hmm. that Florida is extremely vulnerable. That the Russians are already in our registration. My name is in those voter rolls. Wow! So I take this very seriously. That's yep. my vote mm-hmm. that they might delete so you could show uh, up you could feasibly yeah. show up on election yeah. day buzz to vote and they right. could say oh uh, uh mr elston we don't have your voter registration right. here on on file and you go right. oh shit and mm-hmm. and it's entirely mm-hmm. possible that certain democratic voters could have been stricken from the voter rolls not just not just right. by the voter purges that normally happen in rick, rick scott's office but certainly right. as right. part of the russian attack because mm-hmm. i mean really what we're talking about is movement that is almost undetectable i'm going to d- dig into that in just a second but i mean meanwhile on top of florida federal officials confirmed uh, not too long ago that, that fancy bear which is the russian gru one of the russian right. gru fronts installed right. malware on hundreds of thousands of routers inside the united states and two other mm-hmm. nations that's mm-hmm. a big deal back in march homeland security reported that russian hackers had infiltrated american infrastructure specifically the electrical grid and anyone who right. anyone who's concerned about election integrity should be wondering gee is the power suddenly going to go out on election day in certain districts wait hmm. wait did did the lights just flicker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, this, my is, place this too. is terrifying. Yeah. Here's what we know about that attack. In fact, uh, what I'm hearing, what I'm reading is that the attack on our electrical grid infrastructure mm-hmm. right now yeah. is far more widespread and far more pervasive than the attack on our election system. Oh, Jesus Christ. They- <laughs> Right. Here, here, tuck your tuck your kids into bed tonight with this one. <laughs> they the Russians have gotten into hundreds, plural, hundreds of American uh, US power plants. <sighs> wow. And they've gotten into the they've gotten into the control panels. Yeah. They have left the Russians have left their digital fingerprints on the switches that turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. They didn't flip the switch. But they left their fingerprints on it as a way of saying, nice electrical system you have here. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what they're doing. Exactly. That's how freaking serious. And that's why when you started this segment, I went, oh, my God, it's going to yeah. get dark now. Yeah. And and literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. it's getting dark. Wow. Yeah. And then on top of that, we've got Dan Coe screaming for reasons which we've already outlined here that another attack is imminent. The, war- mm-hmm. the warning lights are flashing red again i mean he literally used right. the word again equating we, it to 9 11 yes yeah, yeah exactly we also know through the indictments of 12 russian gru operatives from the Mueller investigation that materials were stolen from democratic servers that can be used to target individual voters with propaganda directed at their at their own individual tastes and biases for god's right. sake that's how micro-targeted this attack can be on the propaganda end sure. um meanwhile the state of maryland revealed 
that the software company that supplies the State Board of Elections voter registration platform was taken over by a Russian oligarch back in 2015. Smart, really good move there, uh, Maryland. Thank you. I'm glad I'm voting in that state. Yep, well, you're in Florida, Buzz. I'm in Maryland, and we're all going to be screwed <laughs> at some point and, by all of this. And, and using candles, hopefully right. not near a crib. Yeah, and then Facebook reported that it killed a group of 32 pages run by Russian agents, and then back in April, Facebook deleted 270 pages linked mm-hmm. to uh, the Internet Research Agency. By the way, the 32 that I just mentioned also linked to the indicted Internet Research Agency in St. Petersburg, uh, Russia. Right. So these are all things that are happening right now and ultimately you know one of our favorite movies one of the m- movies that's cherished by millions and millions of people anyone who likes a good comedy knows the uh, mike judge movie office space yes. where the the main character uh played by ron livingston comes up with a uh, a, a bit of malware that they install in their system that moves little pennies. They round down with some of the uh, figures right. and they move those pennies into their own checking account and it's almost undetectable. Well, that's all they need to do on election right. night to change the vote totals, to just move right. tiny bits of votes here and there, almost undetectable to mm-hmm. the naked eye. But if you start to look at the uh, at exit polls and things like that, suddenly, woo, everything's looking inaccurate here. We're not where are these votes going and suddenly we realize that all these too close to call elections like also hmm, say the ohio 12th uh end up getting swung by a few thousand votes that's all it takes to interfere that's all it takes to swing the entire election to the republicans just by moving just make by making a bunch of too close for call races where because they're so close to call it's very difficult for the press to say hmm what happened there well it's just a close race oh okay so only the unserious people are going maybe that was some sort of interference maybe that was a problem with the vote tabulations like we were all saying on november 9th 2016 that there was something weird about wisconsin and michigan and pennsylvania that well it just came down to you know tens of thousands of votes is all out of (laughs) hundreds about millions out of millions and millions of votes all it took is Whatever it was, 22,000 votes in those three states. Jesus Christ. And then the lights went out. And then the lights went out. Well, you know, after talking about all this bad news, I think I need I think I need a nap, Buzz. I need to go take a nap so we could just stop here, stop the show. I'm going to go nap. We'll come back and finish the show. Actually, That's a good idea. Actually, I'll just save that because I've got my hello pillow and I'm looking uh, forward to it. You know, it's it's weird being excited to go to sleep. I get really psyched. It's time to go to bed. And it's time to put my head down on my great hollow pillow because it stays cool while giving my head, neck, and shoulders perfect support all night long, night after night, and I'm not waking up in a sweaty puddle of my own liquids, uh, you know, because the hollow pillow breathes and allows your your body to, to properly ventilate while you're sleeping. Plus, fiber-filled pillows are, are hot and humid, and they, they collapse under your weight and don't give you the full night support you need for good posture and good sleep and you have to keep replacing them memory foam gives support but maybe not not quite the shape that's right for you it doesn't breathe it gets so hot gives off chemical gases Ooh, that's fun chemical gases boy i hope there's some sort of weird mutation or cancer i get from my pillow now see i'm not gonna have to worry about that because hollow pillows are filled with natural buckwheat hulls that are eco-friendly, they don't give off gases, and they don't collapse. The buckwheat's grown and milled by American farmers before the hulls go into hollows, pre-shrunken, certified organic, unbleached cotton twill casing, 
all right here in the United States. And you can adjust the fullness of the hollow pillow by removing or adding more hulls through the zipper that's covered for comfort. You won't scrape yourself on the zipper. I'm so happy with mine. I'm proud to give it my personal endorsement. I'm proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Hollow pillows are available in three sizes for you, small, standard, and king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with wow. fast, free shipping buzz. That's right. But you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. That's H-U-L-L-O-P-I-L-L-O-W.com slash B-O-B-C. That's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Say hello, hello to a healthy and restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow. Thank you for supporting this brilliant company and this show at hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Buzz Burbank is here. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link right beneath the logo. Click it, and it'll take you right to the front page of Amazon.com where you go shopping. But because you've used our link... We get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. It costs you nothing extra. Plus, you get all the great stuff from Amazon.com where you can literally buy anything. You know what I just bought? I just bought a bunch of uh, a bunch of frames, picture frames. They're not ordinary uh-huh. picture frames, Buzz. They're right. frames that you can use to put LPs, the big 12-inch oh, LP yes. uh, yeah. record albums. I love those. I've used those myself, yes. Yeah, and it's perfectly sized for those. And so you can take all your old record albums, because all the kids love record albums now. They do. And this is some of the greatest art ever. Uh, it's on record album covers from the 1970s and, and even into the 80s. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, the God, I mean, I wish... And I hope at some point in the future we can go back to a time when album art was revered in this country and, and preserved in large format rather than a tiny thumbnail in iTunes. I, I really, really look forward to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Photoshopping things and artwork, Roger Stone shared a Photoshopped image of himself wearing a swastika patch, which was really, really smart for Roger Stone. Good move, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You know, Roger Stone, and apparently the only bodybuilding dandy in American <laughs> politics. That's uh, that's from Get Me Roger Stone. I'm not I'm uh, quoting Get Me Roger that'll, Stone. That'll all come in handy in prison. Okay. So uh, let's talk about Sasha Baron Cohen. Let's talk about something fun after the grim, yes, the grim nature of the previous segment with uh, the Russian attack. Quick, uh, before the lights go out. Yeah, I know. I'm just... Oh, there it goes again. Something's flickering. Is this a brownout? I don't know what's going on. Um, so this week, Dan, this guy, Dan Roberts, he's the founder of Youth Shooters of America. He was the latest victim of Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, Iran character, who's a yes. uh, an agent with the Mossad, not the Mossad. <laughs> That's the, the ongoing joke on the show, which is that right. this guy, this Israeli character, is uh, is part of the Mossad, but he can't admit it. So he says, I'm from the Mossad, but not the Mossad. Right. Uh, and so he's teaching this guy, Dan Roberts, how to fight off ISIS terrorists. And mm-hmm. specifically, if you're potentially the victim, if you're about to be the victim of an ISIS terrorist who's going to behead you. 
So Iran is training this guy, Dan Roberts, how to... How, yeah, how not to be beheaded. How not to be beheaded. Exactly right. So so Dan Roberts is on his knees, and Iran is uh, standing over him with a fake sword about to behead uh, him. Yeah. And meanwhile, Sasha Baron Cohen has trained this guy. He said, you know what? If you're about to be beheaded, what you do is you go for the ISIS... Uh, terrorist penis you you go you uh, attack yeah. attack their penis because you're yes. on your knees already you're at that height all you have right. to do to get that terrorist to drop a sword and keep from beheading you is to go for the terrorist penis mm-hmm. and so he does and he and he goes for the terrorist penis with his mouth ladies right. and gentlemen well sure yeah of course that's the only way to go well after a terrorist i think penis. your hands your hands would be tied up with me i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right so, of course yeah. that's right yeah so you just you lean in and bite yes uh-huh. yes so the best thing about this too not only is it visually hilarious but it yes, sounds hilarious which is one of the reasons i'm playing another show because it is so funny to just listen to this guy <laughs> yelling at the terrorist with the ter- with this dildo in his mouth because he's got because Sasha Baron Cohen's got a dildo strapped to himself hence the penis and so the guy right. bites the dildo and is yelling mm-hmm. at the terrorist who is Sasha Baron Cohen with the dildo still between his teeth and here's that will how, make a nice Christmas card yes here's how that all sounded you identify the target so we go slow you identify the target I put up the sword I am talking and now you attack no I move Trophy Wuffy, stay cool. Everybody to the outside. What? Move to the outside, stay cool. Everybody, drop the weapon. Go, go. Drop them now. Everybody, stay where you are. Okay. Don't follow us, or you're next. Run out of video facilities. Now, don't move. Walk, walk, walk. Oh, my God, that is too goddamn funny. It, it is not polite to talk with your mouth full. <laughs> But you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> oh, my God. All of these tough talking and wing nuts. And then what's just- great about this, and this was like with the, the Republican lawmaker, <laughs> that he got to drop his pants and chase him around the room and yeah. say, I'm going to make you gay. I'm going to make you homosexual. Uh, you know, he, what Sasha Baron Cohen is capitalizing here uh, on is fear. And that's yeah. the fun part of it for for those of us right. who do not live our lives in fear as <laughs> these people clearly do right at one point the guy yells out with the dildo still between his teeth my <laughs> mouth is big enough for two of these he yells out that is actually <laughs> well, a real see, thing that he says in the there you go what's the name of the gun group again uh, was... youth shooters of america youth shooter well there's a tie in there yeah. uh, that will make a nice christmas card for them <laughs> yeah this guy's gone after uh the uh the parkland uh, high school uh, kids well sure uh, david hogg and emma gonzalez he was uh i can think of no other individuals more worthy of the nation's wrath than the survivors of a massacre at a high school yeah there you go all right so meanwhile uh trump went after john Kasich. This is going to be interesting. And I'll tell you, you know what? I'm going to take this one last break. Uh, when we come back, I want to get into uh, the potential for a primary challenger or a bunch of primary challengers against Donald Trump coming Ooh, up fun. next year. And we'll uh, we'll dig into that right after this. Ooh, words. I can't wait. Yeah. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business 
proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to our show today. Um, So Trump tweeted this yesterday. He said the very unpopular governor of Ohio and failed Mm -hmm. presidential candidate, John Kasich, hurt Troy Balderson's recent win by tamping down enthusiasm for an otherwise great candidate. Even Kasich's lieutenant governor lost governor's race because of his unpopularity. Credit to Troy on the big win. Well, there's a a bunch of problems with this tweet. The first one is there was no big win. There has been no big win. Even if Troy Balderson wins, it's still not a big win. It'll be a narrow, uh, by the skin of his teeth kind of win. Because it's going to come down to the provisional ballots deciding this whole thing. And so they're supposed to know sometime early next week what the actual outcome of the election is. So Donald Trump is putting the cart before the horse here again, saying that uh, Troy Balderson has already won the election when he has not won the election yet. There has been no, it's still too close to call. There has been no decision on that. And uh, we're going to have to still wait and see. And besides, when has John Kasich tamped down excitement about anything? (laughs) uh, John Kasich... uh, uh, is Mr. Excitement. Do you remember do you remember the uh, the cartoon uh, I think it was a Warner Brothers cartoon character uh, Droopy Dog or words yeah. to them no, I don't know. You know, he was a very yeah. That's yeah. John K. I mean, his uh, I listen, I have a lot of respect for him on I disagree with him sharply on many many social issues. Sure. But at least he is a decent uh, human being with his own opinions. That's uh right. you know, I think he tries to do the right thing. I I know that he cares about public service and about the country. So I give him a, a good deal of, of respect, but he's anything but uh, the kind of guy who could generate excitement for anything, much less his own candidacy. Well, it's I don't know. It's still possible that yeah. that John Kasich oh. could end up. Oh, I mean, I think it's whether or not yeah. he's popular is is kind of beside the point. But the fact is that I think it's still possible that uh, John Kasich will run a primary challenge against sure. Donald Trump, and and he will get good uh, support and deservedly so. He is widely respected by not just me but a lot of people yeah. who see him as a moderate, a voice of reason, and. In in this day and age, uh, him or tr- uh, Trumper, we'll take him every time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think we're going to see more than just one primary challenger against Donald Trump uh, next sure. year, and even more so than the than the chaos that's going to be happening on the Democratic side. The thing right. I'm going to be looking at most is the Republican side, and normally with an incumbent president, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have much of a primary happening on that side of the aisle. Right, right. But we know, first of all, 
that Donald Trump loves to be on TV. So Donald <laughs> Trump is, and of course, we also know that Donald Trump makes things worse for Donald Trump. So he's going to want to do this. He's going to want to go in and do debates uh, the whole nine yards, the same thing that he went through in 2015, 2016. He's going to want to do that again. So he's going to yes. leave himself vulnerable to all of this. Plus, it's going to be, you know, John Kasich and, and maybe Jeff Flake, maybe Bob Corker, characters like that who see Donald Trump as vulnerable. And imagine how vulnerable he's going to be six months from now, 10 months from now. If things are are happening poorly for Donald Trump now, it's only going to get worse from here on out, uh, not only by his own doing, but certainly by circumstances surrounding the uh, Russia investigation, all right. the rest of it. So the fact is, is that it's going to be difficult, I think, for Donald Trump to win the renomination of his own party. And I think this might be our best bet in terms of just getting rid of Donald Trump. I, I mean, like a year and a half from now, we could be on our way to being done with him. I mean, the Iowa caucus is a year from January. <laughs> it's just—it's just around the corner. As I, I'm laughing to keep from screaming because it's all—it's like the endless presidential campaign now, isn't it? Yeah, it's forever away, and it's day after tomorrow, all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I, the Republican field—I, I, you know—I just don't know how that's going to work because it's it's really going to come down to uh, the uh, support for Trump from his base yeah. because the motivation among lawmakers and other Republicans uh, to this point has been uh, god we don't want to piss off Trump's base cuz mm -hmm. they're they're our bread and butter well if if Trump still has his immovable base uh, at that point uh, are is everybody else still going to live in political fear of that base and if so uh, that that dims the chances for any Trump challenger well I think it's still possible for a Trump challenger to pick off a bunch of that base I think there's a lot of Trump's base that are are going along with the Trump thing just because he's the guy he's the republican who won the nom nomination and he won the presidency so he's their guy and they're going to stick with their guy but if they're given an alternative it's entirely possible for them to leap off of the trump train and go join the Kasich train or whoever it's, else decides to primary it's always, yeah it's always good to have it out right well yeah exactly and at the same yeah. time i mean donald trump is saying that uh that Kasich is so unpopular in ohio Kasich's approval rating in Ohio is fifty-two percent. You know Donald Trump. You know Donald Trump's approval rating in Ohio. <laughs> oh, please tell us forty-three percent. So that's uh, just a. If there are any Trump supporters listening in today, that's lower. <laughs> Trump's approval number is lower than John Kasich's by nine points. Nine, nine, nine. And I'm still convinced that of that forty-three percent, we can win over thirteen percent of them. I think we can get that number down to thirty. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, with with news and time and uh, the changing of American political winds. And of course, Donald Trump's going to need Ohio to win in 2020. And if Kasich is doing better in Ohio, the bellwether state, for God's mm -hmm. sake, uh, maybe the Republican Party is going to want to say, hey, you know what, let's let's cut uh, the umbilical here with Donald Trump and maybe throw some money uh, and some support behind John Kasich because he may have a better chance of winning against the Democrat. And you know what? Quite honestly, I might throw some money to whoever the Republicans are who end up primary challenging Donald Trump. And I, that doesn't mean I'm becoming a Republican or a bite. You'll never get rid of the emails. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, you know, you can always make a fake Gmail account for that. <laughs> All right. But you know what? I mean, I, I'm 
not kidding when I say that. I mean, I might actually donate money to whoever the Republicans are who decide, you know what, we're going to challenge Donald Trump. And, and I still strongly believe that some sort of alliance between the Democrats and the never Trumpers has to happen in order to fix everything going forward. So if, it, if there's some sort of outreach to Republicans, it's going to be the Republicans who say, you know what, we're going to primary challenge Donald. We're going to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't get the renomination of his party. That might be the best way to get rid of him, short of a resignation or some sort of 25th Amendment thing or an impeachment. The best way, I think the most practical way at this point to get rid of Donald Trump is by just making sure he doesn't get to run again in 2020. And there's a bonus. If he doesn't win the renomination of the Republican Party, he may decide to run for re-election as an independent candidate. And then the, the Republican will siphon off votes from him. And mm-hmm. so he still won't win re-election in 2020 against the Democrats. Right. Ho- right. And, I, and of course, I put the big giant <laughs> asterisk next to that Russia, Russia, Russia. That, that may be what you just uh, described. That scenario may be the Democrats' best hope. I'm sorry to say. Sometimes you know what? Uh, it, that's yeah. your, you may be entirely but, right on but, that. Because you know, the hard know. thing, the hard thing for me to hear in that, and I would think this is true for a lot of people, is uh, oh my God, do you think he's going to make it all the way to the end of the term? And can the nation survive I that? I know, uh, and that's that's the question. In the meantime, and uh, I'm I'm you know I did some. I, th- there's been a nagging question. The question has bothered me for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and weeks, and I finally did some research yesterday and found as close to an answer as I can come. And my question is, well, from what I understand, Robert Mueller has wrapped up all aspects of the obstruction investigation, Mm -hmm. except for his interview with Donald Trump. So this raises the question for me, how necessary is that interview? Can Mueller just wrap up his report and submit it without having interviewed Trump? And the answer, according to seasoned prosecutors, is um, no. (laughs) That, sadly, he has to have that interview. And now we're down to, what, two weeks until Labor Day, which is Mm -hmm. the start of the campaign season. Mueller is a State Department, I'm sorry, Justice Department employee uh, whose obligation is to not do or say anything mm-hmm. between Labor Day and Election Day that can sway an election. He can continue his investigative work, but he's not really allowed to make any news during that period of time or do anything that would make the news. Right. So if he is going to talk to Trump or and or finish his report, and we don't know what, what he'll do exactly, mm-hmm. uh, whatever he's going to do, it seems he has about two weeks to do it. At least that's the assumption that Rudy Giuliani Trump's TV lawyer is operating on. I would seriously doubt that that's going to happen. I don't think it's. I don't think we're going to get anything until after Election Day. At this point, it just seems like Ooh. a lot of work to be done, a lot of things to drop between now and then. And, and again, we're talking about August too, which right. you know, as much as I'm sure but, the Mueller investigation is all about making sure that it's all on the level and we're we're following the straight and narrow with this, we're still talking about a certain level of politics that have to be played by Robert Mueller and his team, and and. Part of that would be, gee, do we really release something in August? We you know, remember rewind to uh, Donald Rumsfeld saying, "Hey, you know what? You don't you don't roll anything new out in August, We're, even with politics or a war or anything like that. You wait until people are paying attention," right. and uh, and that may be the case with Robert Mueller. I hate to put it in those kind of terms, those kind of cynical terms, but. I think that's something that's a factor that we have to bear in mind when it comes to forecasting when this is all going to drop on Donald Trump's head, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I know from from day one, from like 11-9 forward, 
I'm going, you know what? This has to end before it even gets started. This can't be allowed to move forward. And we were all right. talking about that right after the election. This is going to create so much damage and so mm-hmm. much of a, a crisis inside the federal government, inside the entire nation, and even within our allies now, we're learning, that it can't be allowed to continue that long because the longer he's in office, the more damage there is. I've been talking about this just as much as anybody. And uh, and so, yeah, I get, I get the urgency to get rid of him, but it seems to me... As if as much as I want that urgency to lead to a quick and and uh, and forceful removal of Donald Trump from office mm-hmm. through impeachment or resignation or whatever we talk about. At the same time, I know practically that maybe it's not going to happen that quickly because, I mean, if you look at the timing beginning, uh, we've already eliminated between Labor Day and Election Day this year. So you take right. that off the table as far as anything actually happening. And then you have a right. lame, lame duck Congress and they're not going to engage in any sort of investigations or anything along those lines in that period right. of time between the beginning of November and the end of December. And then so you have hopefully, big fingers crossed here, the Democrats taking over the House in January. And so they carry forward and they have a certain amount of time in which they can start doing things before all of the oxygen gets sucked out of the room by the presidential election, which then rolls around in earnest sometime about, you know, right about now, uh, a year from now, we will already have had maybe two or three presidential debates on the Democratic oh side. So that's, that's, how, that's how around well, the corner so it is. It, so, it's, I mean, it sounds as... Yeah, okay. I mean, it may just be... Uh, it may not be that long a wait before Donald Trump simply does not right. win renomination. That's the right. entire so point we might we, we might not have to wait till the 2020 election. Right. We we might know after the first of the year. And, and maybe as much as none of us wants to wait that long, uh, after the first of the year would seem to be an ideal time for Mueller to hand his report over to Rosenstein uh, or just before the end of the year yeah. so that Rosenstein could hand it to Congress shortly after they, the new one is seated. Uh, and, then, and then something really could be done at that point. But why should Mueller, I think a question we have to roll around is, mm-hmm. why should Mueller sit silently uh, for this two-month period only to continue negotiations for an interview that's never going to happen anyway. Interesting. Well, it could be possible that in the next two weeks, Mueller files a subpoena against Donald Trump, and then in the next two weeks, it's no, it's not a Mueller thing necessarily. It becomes a courts thing. Do, right. Do and the courts as I tell him, yeah. And as I understand it, it will take ten months from the issuance of a subpoena <laughs> that Trump refuses. Uh, for that to land before the U.S. Supreme Court, Supreme which is Court. where it's ultimately her- yeah. he- headed, and and of course uh, with Kavanaugh on the bench at that point, you have a, a solid conservative majority, uh, including a justice who believes that a president should not be subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's <laughs> uh, that, that just puts all the more importance on this election. I love something you did this past week, and and that was oh. backtrack a little bit on uh, third party candidates. I <laughs> I, I share. <laughs> Uh, your uh, annoyance at, yeah. at at these parties. I also uh, support what you have said about we do need their ideas. We do need their input. They they make us better. Yeah, uh, they do. As, uh, they make Democrats better. Uh, they make all of us better by making us rethink some things mm-hmm. and and to 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 look for our better selves and uh, they they bring some interesting people and sometimes they are successful c- candidates and uh, they do not nearly pose the threat to a defeat Trump effort that the lack of voting 
opposes to the defeat Trump effort. Yeah. Trump was not elected because somebody voted for Green or Stein or who Green Party or Stein or uh, Sanders or anybody else. Uh, Trump was elected because too many of us simply did not vote. Yeah. I heard you bemoaning on Thursday's show uh, with the great Jody, Jody Hamilton that uh, you know only forty two percent of uh, the voters turned out in, I believe, Ohio's 12th you were discussing? Yes. Uh, and and you you felt that was low. And and in a sense, you are right. You said that you, this is a crisis, ladies and gentlemen. We need we need better than 42%. Yep. We do. I totally agree with that. 42% is up considerably from a normal term. I, I would be interested to know, I compared the numbers, what the turnout normally is in Ohio's 12th for a midterm election. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's nowhere near it, that. It isn't. And in fact, you know, I'll go you one better. The fact okay. of the matter is, is that it was 42% in the uh-huh. heavier Democratic areas. So where there were more uh-huh. Democratic voters, the voter turnout was higher than in areas right. where there were more Trump supporting Republican voters. Right. So right. if you look at those other counties, those red counties in the Ohio 12th, they all had about a 25% voter turnout. So therefore, the takeaway is that, the yeah, there's a lot more electricity, a lot more excitement on the Democratic side than there is on the Republican side and that again portends good things for the midterms and as for that as for that subpoena before labor day if that were to happen yeah. uh, as i understand it trump's hoping that that will happen he's hoping to be subpoenaed before labor day so he can go to his base and say you want to save trump yeah. vote yeah and yeah. and he wants to make that a they're persecuting me you know they're, what? they're they're subpoenaing me yeah. a subpoena uh trump believes that a subpoena will strengthen republican turnout <sighs> so uh democrats cannot let down their guards yeah. or rest on the laurels of the successes <laughs> Uh, we've seen so far, and we have to continue those forty-two percent turnouts. Uh, let's get it to fifty. Let's get it to sixty. Let's let's do let's set new records for this. Uh, a lot of nearly everyone listening to this program will vote uh, this November. Yeah. What we need you to do is take a bunch of people uh, and get them registered and take them and make sure that they vote. The stakes couldn't be higher. The amount of obstacles couldn't be higher. And and, and thank you, Buzz Burbank, for presenting yet another <laughs> obstacle in the election because <laughs> you, you raise a great point. That's a, absolutely a point that we should bear in mind. If that subpoena does end up coming down, it's going to be something that Donald Trump is going to get his people a rally around. And so right. we have to be ready for that too because you know what it's not just a one-sided thing the door swings both ways mm-hmm. if if robert Mueller hands down a subpoena compel donald trump to testify uh, to the grand jury then it could also electrify democratic voters to say yeah we need to fight even right. harder to get out right but but at the same time it could end up being a wash so it's just another <laughs> factor that we have to put into the the churning algorithms of whatever Nate Silver is doing and whoever else is doing as far as you're forecasting what's going to happen in, so in November. The bad news is, so the bad news is we really don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, here. we just have but, no idea. Uh, but, but in our defense... <laughs> This crap has never happened before. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. This is new territory for all of us. And as you may have noticed, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there are <laughs> so, a few things happening uh, all at once. It, it can be very, very challenging. But you see, and, and I, I, I sit down to write a story uh, about what's going on, and I see components of that story going off in 12 different directions. Yeah. How do I, sometimes uh, I ask myself, how do I coordinate this 
data? How do I mm-hmm. how do I make any of this make sense? And yeah. and so it's it's a it's it's important work that I enjoy doing that kind of work. I wish I didn't have to or didn't f- feel that I have to, but uh, it it's it's pretty overwhelming. We're we're pedaling as hard as we can. Seventy percent. This CNN poll just came out just now. Seventy percent of Americans want Trump to testify under oath if Mueller asks. Yeah. Only twenty-five percent say no. That means a lot of people also, and it's, and Republicans too. That means there are yeah. a bunch of Republicans who want Trump to testify, and so therefore, I mean, based on that buzz. I think there's the answer to your question as far as what happens if Mueller issues a subpoena mm-hmm. uh, prior to Election Day. We might This might actually play out very well for the Democrats, even though Trump will absolutely do what you have said. Trump, and- Trump I mean, Trump has already said that, uh, and we've seen leaks along these lines, that Trump is looking for a solid foil, a, a villain that he can demonize going into the midterms, right. other than Nancy Pelosi and the 13 angry right. Democrats, whatever the so hell else he's already done. I know. Whatever the hell he's talking about. But also bearing this uh, this in mind, too, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. So if Donald right. Trump wants this to happen, and, and this is how he's playing it, this becomes the legal strategy to force Robert Mueller to issue a subpoena so this way Donald Trump has a foil, has a nemesis to go against for the midterms. Well, I mean, the chances are the, the good money is Donald Trump's going to screw himself with that move uh, because that's the way everything ends up working out. For, for I, I see. And yeah, he's going to screw himself with a tweet or something like that. And every time he yeah. tweets something stupid like it was a meeting to get information on an opponent uh you know i just i look at that and i say keep digging buddy keep digging (laughs) absolutely right Okay, well, you know what we didn't get to? We didn't get to any of the Manafort trial stuff. Oh, my um, gosh. We'll have to do that in the uh, post-mortem show. Oh, yeah. So if you want to hear everything that's going on uh, with the uh, Paul Manafort trial, which is wrapping up. I mean, it's the, the defense rested today without presenting any sort of uh, uh, witnesses or any other uh, items in, in Paul Manafort's hmm. defense, which, you know, that's a normal thing. I mean, it's not completely abnormal, but right. it, 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 it may indicate that a pardon is in the offing. So we're going to get into that uh, on the post-mortem show. If you want to listen, go to uh, bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link. It's right next to the Amazon link. You can't miss it. And that'll take you to our Patreon page where you can sign up and listen to the uh, the after-party show on Fridays. You can listen to the post-mortem show, which is an additional uh, talking that we do here right after the credits roll. Uh, you can also get uh, commercial-free uh, version of this show so if you if you're tired of all the commercials well you know what go and sign up for 15 dollars a month and you get the post-mortem show you get the after party uh you get the interview show our new wednesday interview show and and you get a commercial free version of the free show so you can do all of that on our patreon page and thank you for that uh buzz burbank can be heard at buzzburbank.com also on itunes uh stitcher radio soundcloud realmnetwork.com and as I said, buzzburbank.com. Plus, uh, Jody Hamilton can be heard at from-the-bunker.com. Jackie Schechner's at investigaterussia.org. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup. And David Ferguson's podcast is at patreon.com slash report. And in fact, uh, we've got David Ferguson, I think, on Thursday's show. And by way of another programming note, <laughs> I knew this would happen at some point. I don't have a guest for tomorrow, but I'm, I'm rapidly <laughs> rapidly trying to line one up. It's August. Everyone's on vacation. I right. I discovered that uh, about seven days ago, 
and with T minus uh, six days and counting, that I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was going to have a hard time. <laughs> even sixty minutes has encore presentations in the I summer. Know. Maybe I'm going to have to do that. Everyone's away. I can't get anyone. So maybe, maybe we won't have a show, but maybe we'll have a very special guest, which, which I will promote as being intentional. <laughs> All right. Take care, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>